Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is going to be um, somewhat of a continuation of what God had shared with me on last week. I thought I would have an opportunity to to come back on um, during last week, but I had so many different things going on. So I wanted to make sure that I shared a little bit further of what God was um helping me to understand and giving me clarity on and um the the podcast of last week was entitled the private stuff and I often think about with us being individuals you know we come together you may see people um interact on social media you may see people in in church or you just may come in contact with um, people. But in the fact of you coming in contact with them doesn't mean that, you know, the totality of what they deal with on a daily basis. For example, um, someone who is suicidal. Um, you've heard stories or have even read it and you ask the family members or friends of the person who, um, who committed the suicide, um, you would hear them say often, well, I didn't know, or, you know, I didn't think that this person would do it. Or, you know, you would hear those those stories or you would you would see um in some cases where the person seemed to be perfectly fine and it's like out of nowhere you don't know what triggered them you don't know what took place you don't know what um happened that would cause them to make a a life-changing decision and so when I was you know asking God, what would I, what should I share today? Should I, you know, move forward with giving more clarity and understanding in that manner? I I felt, you know, I felt compelled to, to really get us in a space where we really know that it may be a secret for as our family don't know, or, um, our spouses may not know, or children may not know, but, Everything that we deal with, every encounter, every hard moment, every depressing season, every thought that is not of God that could possibly be suicidal thoughts or anything that is outside of God's will, it is not a secret to God. Now, the people that you come in contact with may not um, necessarily know where you are or even you you may not even feel like, you know, well, they probably won't get it or they won't understand it. And so you may feel like you need to shut it off and nobody would ever know or understand what you deal with or what you go through. But I wanted to serve you notice on this particular podcast because the world that we are living in currently every day. There is something that is 
that is posted or something that is um, have made news or there's something that will cause us to lose our sight and lose our focus and begin to focus on the cares of the figuration of this world. Like, how am I going to figure this out? Or I got to figure this out. Or, oh my God. Or, or, or allowing worry to come in. And I was listening to, I was on my way to work and I was listening to the news and it was like, it was something it was talking about, you know, um, things shifting in the atmosphere and how, if we're not careful, you know, you've got to be able to do this. It was almost like there was such a panic and in just listening to it, I was like, Oh my goodness, I got, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I had to, the busyness of, of, of Georgia traffic, I, 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 I sat in traffic and I was like, wait a minute. I said, I declare and I decree in the name of Jesus that because I am in this world, I'm not of this world. I will not live or operate or think like this world. I will not operate as if there is no hope. I will not operate as if there is not a God that I do not personally have a relationship with. I serve a God who is all seeing, who is all known. Like I had to literally remind myself in that moment because you already got the panic of the traffic, you know, I'm, and I'm listening to the radio and, and normally what I do is I, I normally will listen to either a podcast or some type of something that, that will cause my mind to be at ease while I'm in this traffic. Okay. But this particular day, it was like, I was, I had a lot going on at work. And when I got in the car, you know, the radio was on, couldn't find my, my, um, my, my AirPods to, you know, to, to, to listen. And so the radio was already on. I was like, I just, you know, it is what it is. And in the process of me, you know, driving, you, you hearing all of this. And it's so easy for the enemy to, to slip in and, and, and put a, a, it, all he needs is, a, is, is, is an open door to just put or plant or try to plant, you know, fear or doubt or um, anxiety or uh, even depression. Like even today, um, I was, you know, I was on some on a, on a conference call today and all of a sudden, I mean, it wasn't a bad conference call. We were, you know, taking care of, you know, business, just handling stuff. And it wasn't anything bad at, at all. But all of a sudden, I felt such a heaviness of sadness. And um, it was like there was like such a, a grief. It was like it, it. So I ended up putting them on on hold and I stepped away and I ended up texting one of one of my um one of my, my really good friends. And, and I was telling her, I was like, listen, I need you to pray because right now I'm, I don't know what it is. And so, um, when I started to pray, the, the calmness, calmness came to my body. So when I got off of the call, the call, the conference call, I ended up calling, um, calling my friend, my, my friend girl back. And so, um, you know, she was like, you know, Hey, you okay? You are you good? And I was like, yes, I don't know what there was. And I said, wait a minute. Yes, I do. Because I have been interceding and praying for people 
who are dealing with so many different issues and are dealing with depression and anxiety and, you know, and they, there are so many different attacks on them. And I, you know, step in and intervene and try to be an encouragement to them in any way that I can. And see, that's the part of ministry that is often not uh, discussed. It's not um, it's not put out there on what it is that 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 happens after Sunday. Or what happens after Bible study or you know, it's, it's, it's more than a Sunday and a Wednesday or Sunday and a Tuesday, uh, meeting because the attacks don't always come on Wednesdays and Sundays. The attacks can very well come during the week. And, and when you have somebody that you can call on that would, would intercede on your behalf, because sometimes we're not strong enough to, to pray for ourselves. So it's good to have people who are in our lives that whenever I'm in a weak state or I'm in a moment where I'm not strong enough to intercede on for myself, then God has connected me with some people who are qualified, who has the ability, who has the capabilities of, of covering me until God mend me back together. But it's hard to do that when there are so many secrets that the enemy would cause you to make you feel like, oh, don't share this or don't say that. And granted, hear me, hear me good. You have to be mindful as to who you should and who you can be vulnerable to and with. Because not everybody has the capacity to cover you in a way that when you're not in their presence, that you worry about what they saw. In other words, can I tell you my secret? And I know that it's safe with you. Can I tell you the things that, that bothers me in private? And I know that you'll go before God on my behalf in prayer. Or will I have to worry about whether or not if my information would be leaked? Because of your inability to have the, 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 the will to cover me. And see, that's what's happening in the body of Christ now where it's so hard to trust. It's so hard to, to be open. It's so hard to, to really gauge the, 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 the things that are happening because you wonder to yourself, okay, well, who can I really trust? When that's not the will of God, the, the, the house of God is supposed to be the place where all of us, all of us can come and we, it's just like an hospital. When I go to the hospital, I have worked in healthcare the majority of my career. And one of the biggest things, one, a lot of the major things that they talk about is, is HIPAA violation and privacy and making sure that if you see somebody that comes into the facility, you don't know nothing about them. You don't go in a charge. You don't call their family members. You don't do any of those things. Why? Because they have allowed their vulnerable selves to come in, their sick selves to come in to a place where people are, 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 are called 
who are qualified to help get me back to a state where I can move on my own. But how can you trust the place if whenever I get there, I'm worried about if the person that's sitting on the other side of the counter, if my information is going to beat me home. It's the private stuff that the enemy wants so badly for us to keep. And it's the private stuff that we sometimes forget to give to God. And then over a period of time, those things have built up. And it has built up so much to the point where anxiety begins to try and overtake you. I'm telling you, it's the private stuff. That God is saying, just be honest with me about where you are. See, let me, let me just say this to you. I could have easily went through that conference call and not text who I, who, who, who God placed in my heart at that moment. To, Cause it's, I, I, I have several people that I know if I send a text of intercede, pray, I know that they're going to stop what they're doing and do it. Because I know the people that labor amongst me. I know who has my best interest at heart. I know who has the capacity to cover me. In moments like that. And, and, and her words to me was, you know, hey, what, you, you good? Are you straight? And so I explained to her where I was and what, what was going on. And she was like, yeah, that's that's probably it sounds like probably where it's, you know, it's coming from. Um, because when we intercede for people, when you intercede for people. You can carry that stuff. Sometimes even after you have released it. It's it's the private stuff. That God is like, you don't have to you don't have to hold that. The word says that he is all seeing and he is all knowing. That means that he's all he's he's well aware of where I am. So I don't have to hide myself when Adam and Eve disobey God. What did they do? The Bible says that they went and they got leaves and they covered themselves. Why did they cover themselves? Because then they were able, they they were able to see beyond what they once saw. And God being who he is, he asked them, he, he asked Adam, Adam, where are thou? 
that you would hide yourself from me. See, it's the private, it's the private stuff that the enemy plays with the mind. Because let me be clear with you, he don't have any new tricks. He used the old stuff. To, to keep insecurity planted. He used the old stuff to keep growth from moving forward. He used the old stuff to keep from walking from us walking into a level of maturity in order for us to be able to attain everything that God has, has promised and declared over our lives. So if he, if he can keep our minds in the old space, David had a friend by the name of Nathan. That he knew what David had did. David lust after Uriah's wife Bathsheba. He committed adultery. And in the process of him committing adultery, Bathsheba found out that she was pregnant when she found out that she was pregnant and David found out that she was pregnant. He went and got Uriah pulled him out of, out of war, out of the fight that he was in, out of the, the fact that this man was actually protecting him. He pulled, he, 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 he wanted him to come so that he could sleep with his wife. So it could be, um, assumed or it could be knowing that this child has to belong to him because he came in and he slept with her and then she's pregnant and bam, there it is. When Uriah did not. Do as David instructed because of his loyalty to David, David put him in the very place that he knew that he would get killed. It was a secret that he was trying to hide. And in second Samuel, the 12th chapter, Nathan gives David a parable. Now, let me read this parable to you. It says, then the Lord sent Nathan to David and he came to him and said to him, there were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many, exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished and it grew up together with him. And with his children and it ate of his own food and drank of from his own cup and lay in his in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the where the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Nathan gave David this parable. 
David's response was. David said condemn. condemn the, 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 the man should be condemned. He should be condemned. It says so David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. Greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing. And because he had no pity. He shall restore fourfold for the lamb. See, David understood that. Penalizing the rich man, even with with death, wasn't enough. He also had to make sure that he restored something to the man who the stuff was taken from. True repentance means restitution. Let me say that again. True repentance means restitution. David understood that. So he was he was eager to tell Nathan what should be done. And he said, because the rich man had no pity. The the idea is that that the man should have had pity on the man who didn't have as much as he did. But that's not what Nathan said. He said that he had he had absolutely no care about what he did to his neighbor. The scripture says in, 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 in verse seven through nine, then, then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah, the Hittite, with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people. It's the secret stuff. Let me tell you how I have peace in knowing that everything about my life, whether it's good, it's bad, it's ugly, it's nasty, it's not presentable, it's all of that. This is how I know that I am safe to tell God about how I feel regardless to where I am what I'm it, it doesn't it doesn't even matter because I know that he has one. He has my best interest at heart. And then two, if I release to him what I am dealing with, then he is the only one who knows what needs to be done when it concerns my life. Now, he will allow certain people to be in your life so that you can trust 
to give certain information to who has the capacity to handle what you're dealing with. But it's the private stuff that we feel like we cannot tell him that he is saying in this particular scripture, how dare you? Out of all of the stuff that I've done for you. And, and he said in the scripture, let, let me, let, let me calm down. Cause I don't got excited. <laughs> he says, I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if this is, this is the part. And if that had been too little, that means that if it, if, if what I gave you wasn't enough, he said, I also would have given you much more. But he can't give it to you if you don't open your mouth, if you don't be honest with him. I'm, I'm telling you, you don't have time to, 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 to get this cute stuff together and say, OK, well, you know, God, I just, you know, don't get me wrong. Go to you go to him in a respectful way. But what I'm saying to you is, is that he already know. So you don't have to try to fix something up or cute something out in order to, to say, well, you know, God, I just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in a shameful way. Be honest with him. This is what he was telling David. All you had to do was tell me what you wanted. And if what I had already given you wasn't enough, I'm God enough. Oh, my God, I am God enough to give you more than what you've asked for. But what made you feel like that you can go out here and do this and I not know about it? It's the private stuff. It was through Nathan that God was able to explain to David. His sin. It was in that moment where. God used Nathan. To give clarity to the extent. Of what he had done. We are not perfect people. I am not saying. That you are to be perfect. None of us are. But let me tell you what keeps me at in such a, a place where I can sleep good at night. Is knowing that there's nothing that I cannot do that I cannot talk to God about. There's nothing that you have done. That he, he he's going to be God and he's going to tell he, 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 you. You see. You see what he what he what he what he what he instructed Nathan to do to get the attention of David. In verse 10, it says, now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. The sword shall never depart from your house. It was in that moment that God reminded David that moving forward, 
that you would be in remembrance of violence and bloodshed amongst your own family members. See, in the parable, David was quick to tell Nathan what should happen to the man, to the rich man. But how much easy would he have made the punishment had he known the rich man was him? I'm telling you, this, this is how I stay free. This is how I stay in a place of humility. I can't tell you how to live your life. I can't tell you, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you what you should do and, and, and if I was you and, 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 you know, as if I've never had a pass, no, 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 Mm-mm. as if I don't have to make sure that I stay before him myself. When I see people going through stuff and whether it's marital issues or, um, Obstacles trying to make decisions. I'm quickly reminded. Mm -mm. See, let me explain something to you about ministry. We don't get to pick and choose who we are to minister to. What circumstances that we let me just let me just deal with the easy ones. No, no, no. Because such were some of us. Before I go to bed at night, um, I'm quick to run down my day with God. I am. And and the reason that I that I do that is because even I get frustrated and I get tired and I go through things just like the next person. I'm no um listen. We all in this thing together. But before I go to bed, I, I sit up um, and I said, God, you know, I went through this and this is what happened today. And I know it, it may sound like, you know, you, you act like he wasn't there. Yeah, he, he was there, but I have to run it down because I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to give no room to the enemy because at the end of the day, when I leave here, I don't want him to say, well, you know, um, you were supposed to uh, minister to this person, but, you know, you never did such and such. You know, you just. I can't tell you the times that I've said, you know, I'm just going to be done with it. I'm not going to let me step away. 
And that very thing that I say I'm going to step away from is very thing that God places on uh, in my spirit so heavily to intercede and pray for. And he's always done that to me. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you why I'm grateful for that, because that lets me know that I'm still in fellowship with him and that he still trusts me enough to handle and to deal with things that are outside of I want to. It's the private stuff that the enemy fights us the hardest on. And I'm telling you, God already knows about it. So ain't no need in you holding on to it as if you can fight these battles on your own. So it's the private stuff that that God is after. Yeah. There's a scripture in first um first Peter the uh chapter two. Um starting with verse verse one I'm gonna read. It says, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted the Lord is good as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse six, for it stands in scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you. I urge you. As soldiers. And exiles to abstain from the passion of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of on the day of visit visitation. 
in the rest of that scripture on down up to verse 25, it talks about submitting to, to the authority of God and subject, not allow yourself to be subject to the things of this world. It says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. That means that there's honor there. There should still be honor there. Whether it be to the emperor as supreme or the governors as sit by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God under the emperor. This is why every night before I go to bed and even and it ain't even just before I go to bed. It's when I know I need to let me mm -mm, let me let me pull away. Because when you when you become in 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 fellowship and in relationship with God, you, you want to make stuff right. You you want to you want to make sure that you make things right. I'm telling you. God 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 has a way of 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 humbling you down. He 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 do. He has a way of making sure that we don't become self-righteous. He has a way of making sure that we don't forget. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Now, what did you do that I delivered you from? What did you encounter in your life that nobody knows about but me? That I gave you grace for. That's how he helped me. So sometimes I do. I have to go back and say, okay, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. Mm -mm. I got, I, I can't, I can't leave you like that. I can't tell you sometimes I am tired. Um, and, and, and if someone is in need and if I'm not able to get back to them, it's like, it's like I have such a, such a, a, a burden to, okay, let me reach back out because there's a difference in me, um, uh, being available where you've, you, you, where, where you may have utilized a person in the place of God, meaning I'd rather call you than to talk to God about it. So, so he, 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 he will give me clarity. No, you need to get up and call this person back. It was just a couple of, um, it was last week. Um, uh, there was a, um, pastor that laid very heavy on my heart, very heavy. And so, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna pray for him. I'm, I'm, I'm in, a, in a seed for him. And I did that, but they kept weighing heavy. Like I'm talking about extremely heavy. That it was just like I was weighty and um, 
I stopped in the middle of what I was doing and, and I, 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 I text, uh, text, text him and, 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 you know, share with him, you know, um, the things that God was starting to, you know, to, 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 uh, bring clarity of why he was dropped so heavy in my spirit. Then, then he ended up calling and we just talked and, 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 and he was able to express and some things that he was, you know, believing God for and where he was and all that or whatever, which then I understood it. That's, that's what I'm saying when God will give you discernment on what you should pick up and what you shouldn't. And then even in those things that, that you shouldn't, it's not that, that you can't be a help. It's just that there's a different route that God would allow you to take to be a help. Because at the end of the day, none of this can be possible or done without him. He just so happened to want to use us as a, as a vessel who is willing. So you got to be willing though. When I told God, yes, I promise you, I did not know what all this yes would be about. And you may be asking, well, I want to, would you, would you, would you say yes to him again? Every single time. Because I have never seen him fail me. He has always come to my rescue. He has never left me. So although I don't have a layout of what all of this yes is connected to, it remains because it remains because of my relationship with him. It remains because the same grace that I need, that I stand in need of to today, that he gives to me. I've got to make sure that I stand in the gap for somebody else. Not to be God, but to be used by him, to be a servant. That's what it means to serve. You don't get to choose. You don't get to pick when you want to serve. It's the private stuff. I'm so happy that I was able to share this. I'm so happy that uh, there's nothing that's happening in your life that God does not already know about. Right where you are, just be real with him. Be honest with him and say, God, this is what I did. It was wrong. I, I made a mistake. I made a mistake, Lord. I God, this is an area that I'm struggling in. God, help me in this area. Be open and honest with him. And watch how much more freer you become. You trying to hide from people and don't want to go around to church people and stuff like that. Honey, them ain't the folks that you got to be worried about. It's God who is all seeing and all knowing. It's the private stuff. Be open and honest with God about where you are and watch how free you become. Even, even with having private stuff.